1: And a welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome into the program on this Tuesday, into the Ingalls studio. First hour of the program, always brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings, and a lot going on today. we got coaching news in the NFL. We've got trades in the NBA. Yeah, it's a bad time to be a bad team in the NBA. (laughs) And, of course, it is Super Bowl week. The Tuesday before the Super Bowl, we will continue our Super Bowl previews. 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk about the Bengals' offense going up against the Rams' defense. We did the reverse of that yesterday yesterday if you missed it you can go back and check it out on the podcast but today at four o'clock Bengals O versus the rams d and everything else is going to happen uh in the next two hours here we might we might have more trades we got the trade deadline coming up three o'clock on thursday so who knows
2: yeah, if they could hold out and just, okay, we could be done with trades for today.
1: <laughs> if you could do the rest of them on Thursday, that would be tremendous. It'd be tremendous. Don't forget, you can view the Sportsocracy live now uh, on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. That live video is always posted right there in the dead center of the page and also up at com. We have your ability to choose the most overrated bands of all time.
2: You can go to the website right now, The Sportsocracy. Dot com you don't have to do anything the poll will literally show up right in front of you all you have to do is type in the url the you can vote on it many already have there were some issues with our our selections uh the who did not get in
1: as they shouldn't have
2: uh, i'm gonna disagree i think that was an error. <laughs> you judgment. hate
1: everything british that's the that's... no uh i absolutely love
2: kate beckinsale so that's not true <laughs> I, they should have been in. That was an error in judgment. I'll own it.
1: Nah, I don't have a problem with any of them that we haven't heard yet. Somebody somebody mentioned Leonard Skinnerd as well. Uh you need time out. Probation for you. Um I know, you know, Jeremy doesn't like it when I talk about hip hop. If you'll just stop with the Leonard Skinnerd hate, I would appreciate it. Please. The big thing in Super Bowl week right now is narratives. Everybody's hopping on the narratives. And I am just – I'm starting to become overloaded with the narrative thing. And that's – I know that sounds weird coming from the narrative guy, the narrative half of the sportsocracy here. But all of this Joe Burrow versus Matt Stafford, do they have to win, who's under the most pressure, all of that, it's – It's kind of getting exhausting and kind of ridiculous, uh, in my opinion. I mean, yesterday I I saw four different shows, and all of them spent a great deal of time talking about Joe Burrow. Is he the next Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, if you mean by star quarterback in the NFL, rising star, sure. But is he already on a level of greatness? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Burrow has plenty of
2: time to resolve this. The the biggest problem with the NFL is that your legacy is so fickle. And this just came out. Ryan Clark basically said, Russell Westbrook's not an all-time quarterback. No win here is going to change that for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. That's not going to change anything. I right, one win. They didn't erase ten years of you being an unmitigated loser. Mm-hmm. Now, if he loses it, yeah, you you just became irrelevant. In the lexicon of this sport, you just became
1: one hundred percent irrelevant. Okay, I mean, I can see that. You're you're always going to be saddled with that can't win the big one. I, I mean, I feel like Matthew Stafford has already done so much through this playoff run. Because, I mean, think about it. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we were all sitting here talking about, yeah, the Rams are a fun story, but Matthew Stafford hasn't proven anything. And then he goes out and wins three games in a row, finds himself in the Super Bowl, and, and now it's like people want to get on board with, oh, he's always been a great quarterback. Well, I, I mean, I've been trying to tell people that for years. He is a great quarterback. He's just not the greatest he's not in the goat talk matthew stafford has always been a great quarterback it's just he hasn't had he he has never had a team that's worth playing
2: with he's the definition of average you think one super bowl can put you into a really good you're a really good quarterback he's never gonna be better than that yeah if we're talking about Russell Wilson, who's already won a Super Bowl and been to another one that a really terrible play call kept him from winning a second one, right? that guy's not an all-time great, and you want to talk about Matthew Stafford? Stop. Well, he I could win that. this by 60. Wouldn't matter. right? You're still going to be in, ooh, let me think of a good comp for Matthew Stafford historically. You're going to be a really good Trent Dilfer.
1: That's exactly what he will be remembered as oh gosh tell me I'm wrong that's that's that i I feel like he's far beyond Trent Dilfer well statistically I mean, that doesn't lend itself really no
2: in terms of committing your team to winning doing things that lead to your team being better no now did Trent Dilfer have a much greater defense than Matthew Stafford ever had yeah yeah You can't be this bad for this long and then one Super Bowl, oh, it's it's done. That's great. (laughs) That's
1: the most overrated narrative of this entire week. Of of Matt Stafford can become great if he wins? Yeah, there's nothing you're going to do. And Ryan Clark basically just screamed it from the rooftops. I don't think I agree with him. I don't think I agree with Ryan Clark when he... When he questions Russell Wilson, is Russell Wilson not one of the greats of the game? Honestly, no. Really?
2: Where does he go in the history of the game? Where's Russell Wilson?
3: I
1: don't know. Probably in the 15 range. No, he's in the 30s. 30s? He's in the
2: 30s and it's not really all that hard to figure out. And I love Russ. Mm -hmm. Do you realize how many all-time greats have played in the last, oh, I don't know, 10 years? Uh, Ben Drew... Tom, Peyton, Aaron Rodgers. Is he even in the stratosphere of any of the five I just said? No. No. Okay, now think about how many had been long gone. Right. He's nowhere near it. He's nowhere near it. Now, does he have another act? Yeah, he does.
1: Mm-hmm. And will it be in Seattle? That's the question. Uh, Yes, it, it will. <laughs> it will be. It will be in Seattle. Okay. I mean, and and then – to go on the flip side to Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow obviously can become the first quarterback to win the Heisman in the national championship and the Super Bowl, and he's done it all in a span of three years. But, I mean, I, I, I was the guy who was saying this when we were talking about Patrick Mahomes going to back-to-back Super Bowls of, okay, it's, I mean, it's a great start. But the rest of your career matters. It's way too early, in my opinion, to start talking about greatest of all times with guys like Patrick Mahomes and, and Joe Burrow. And, and I would agree with that, but they're on a trajectory. Of course. The trajectory's phenomenal. And they've got a trajectory unlike anybody has seen. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: At Ingles, we know the ever-present struggle of what am I going to make for dinner this week? That's why we started the Ingles Table. It's a website that brings the best chefs and food experts right into your kitchen. You can sort through hundreds of recipes for every occasion, watch how-to videos, and print shopping lists to take to the store. It's all waiting for you at ingles-markets.com. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. The sportsocracy.
1: We're just dumping a bag of hammers. And welcome back into the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And on the YouTube stream. And y'all can hear us now. Uh some idiot. Me. Forgot to plug the uh camera mic back in. Uh anyway, welcome back into the program. And uh yeah, the, the the Super Bowl narratives are just they're they're crazy, but this is what we do. This is what we do leading up to every big game of how big is this game and what all is on the line. Is there a reputation on the line with Matthew Stafford? Ch- sure. Not really. I, really? Uh, ch- winning a Super Bowl, you don't think is going to help his legacy at all? I'm not saying it won't help it at all.
2: He doesn't have a legacy. That, that, that's the problem with Matthew Stafford. We get, we get so beholden to the last thing we've seen. Let me just... For posterity's sake, for those of you that couldn't hear us a few minutes ago, the basic take here is, who needs this more? Well, it's obviously Matthew Stafford. Joe Burrow's 24 years old. But what I'm gristling at is this idea that, oh, if Matthew Stafford, if he beats Joe Burrow, all of a sudden that will just sustain his legacy as a great quarterback. Will it, though? Will it really? He's played 182 games as a starter. Mm -hmm. He's got 86 wins. Mm Mm-hmm he's 86 95 and one but but the lions didn't have it oh you mean they didn't have the greatest wide receiver arguably that ever lived weird yeah i think they did yeah that's weird i think they did defense was never good
3: mm-hmm. but it
2: was fine they were competitive mm-hmm. great quarterbacks take mediocre teams to higher heights than their than their talent would allow and where that comes from is Ryan Clark coming out saying that he doesn't believe that Russell Wilson's an all-time great quarterback which I think is absolutely stupid. Thank you. But you have to put in the you have to put in where he falls. Is Russell Wilson better than Jim Kelly?
3: Mm, no.
2: No. Yeah, I did the list of all-time great quarterbacks. No. Jim Kelly was 27.
1: Oh, okay.
2: So that just kind of puts in in perspective exactly where Russ would fall. Because there's a whole lot of Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger that people just seem to forget. Troy Aikman, Steve Young. There's a lot that fall into that. Matthew Stafford's nowhere close to that. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they win this
1: game by seventy, <laughs> and 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 maybe not. Now, if they run it back and do it again, then that would obviously change, wouldn't it?
2: not really really not right re- i mean you were a losing quarterback so, right, until you right, went le- to the
1: most talented team in the league all right l- let me throw this out there to you well, what's um, funny
2: to me is the people that i hear defend lebron james and then say matthew St- wait, wait, wait a minute or condemn lebron james and then say oh this will make matthew step wait a minute you do realize those two arguments are completely counterintuitive right right
1: right and i understand it's different sports I get this is what... But this is what we do in sports. We chase the... We 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 chase the rings. We chase the rings all around. Whoever has the most rings, they've got to be the greatest of all time, right? Well, no. I mean, Bill Russell. No, that, okay, then Robert Ory <laughs> is the greatest NBA player <laughs> right. ever. Right. Right. But Matthew Stafford... Okay, so... You already said Trent Dilfer, like the, comparing him to Trent Dilfer. I think that's ridiculous. I think he's way better than Trent Dilfer. He's a very is. wealthy man's Trent Dilfer. Uh, Joe Flacco. They're close. Similar? They're close. They're in the same ballpark?
2: They're close.
3: Hmm.
2: One of those things I hear people say, and, and this is kind of a two-sided argument. One, wins and losses is not a quarterback stat. I think that quite possibly is the dumbest thing that people say to me on a very frequent basis okay name me a great quarterback that was ever a historic loser
1: dan marino uh
2: oh, oh really that's the one you want to <laughs> go with i'm gonna give you one shot to take that back before i he never, absolutely eviscerate he didn't win
1: anything in the playoffs you know what his record was as a starter oh god it's probably great he
2: was 60 games above 500 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay so you yeah, tell me again that he was a loser right couldn't win the big game that's fine dan marino's the charles barkley of of, of the nfl of course of course. matt stafford's we, 10
1: games below 500 I'm not, and i'm not saying that matthew stafford is you know dan marino or anything that was just the first one that came to my mind of the first guy who couldn't win the big one we know they had great regular seasons with the miami dolphins and just couldn't get the job done
2: uh, john delon has started on fire in our uh, uh in our comments oh, first no. of all Ryan Clark has a lot of really bad takes that always seem to serve the purpose of being a hot take to get the spotlight on himself. Not bad. I, I don't know who hit that bell but I I, I didn't disagree <laughs> with him. The other one is it's really unfair to hold Stafford's time in Detroit against him but why? Because why a bad that franchise do that didn't do
1: anything to help him win. I mean he had Calvin Johnson but aside from that what else did he ever have? He was no better than Scott Mitchell. Stop that. Record wise,
2: he's no better than Scott Mitchell. Same franchise. Also had a historic player on the team. It's the same lineup. That's the thing I don't understand. You can't hold that against it. Do you know how many bad teams have had good quarterbacks and been passable? There are several of them in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. I just I don't understand why it seems like Stafford is one of like a handful of guys I've ever seen that get a complete pass on the fact 10 years in, you've never done a thing. And I hate to take this back to somebody that I love. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo than Matt Stafford, and it's not really all that close. Oh, my
1: gosh. Why? Stafford is better at everything than mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, is he not? Uh, no. I would
3: say. He got a better he's more
1: accurate.
2: And, and that's fine. Jamarcus Russell had a better arm than any of them. Mm-hmm jimmy garoppolo is a leader i could argue matt stafford's not and the more and the closer we get to this game i have a severe lean on it yeah we'll talk about that friday oh, with with Asheville police chief david zach on location at the super bowl okay i didn't know that until earlier today what that, that chief zach would actually be at the oh super yeah, bowl. yeah 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 that has to be one of the great one of the great destination trips that i've ever seen that as soon as i heard it i went Oh, now I just want to hug you. Because you <laughs> bought those tickets thinking your team was going to be there. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. That's and this a... is one of those hallmark high water events of your life. And it's got a big old poo right in the middle of it <laughs> that your team is just not there.
1: This is just one giant stain on the whole experience of going to the Super Bowl with when that, you expected with, your team right. was going to be there.
2: All right. That, we totally didn't plan on talking about this, but I yeah. have to ask this question. Okay. If you bought tickets to the super bowl Mm -hmm. would you still be happy to go if your team didn't make it yes see i'm the exact opposite that's i'm gonna be honest with you the reason i wanted to ask this i've always respected chief zach he's one of the one of my top five favorite people on this planet Mm -hmm. but to be able to do that and have a good time you're a better man than i am
1: oh absolutely i mean oh the, you're a better man than with I am. With, the, with the super bowl it's an experience now would i rather my team be there yes would i ever buy super bowl tickets hoping that my team goes no oh no no would. i wouldn't oh i would as a jets fan you would borderline have to win a lottery to get a jets ticket no that sounds totally like something that you would do uh just i'm buying super bowl tickets and if we don't go then i'm just burning the house down but Late. see i would do it
2: knowing we were good there's only really been a handful of times in my life that I could have justified doing it. Right.
1: So like, I've back just in... been
2: dumbfounded. By I'm too petty for that. If we lost the way that the Buffalo Bills lost,
1: uh
3: huh,
2: I would ruin that experience for every person that went. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind that that would be the worst experience for everyone around me because I would hate everything.
1: But why? Why do you choose I, to live in this in this in this little box oh, of it angry would
2: be, jets man? Because it would be fantastic if my team was there, right? But going to watch the Rams and the Bengals, yeah, I'll pass. And, and Kelvin, you Joyner would find a great no hope point. in it. Because my luck, it would be let's see what would be the worst Bucks Patriots. That would be my luck. I buy tickets somehow. Kyle Trask or Tom Brady comes back or something just to irritate me, right? And that's what I have to watch now, I know Chief Zach really well. he doesn't have a vested rooting against, interest against either of these teams mm-hmm. I've just I, I have I have gained a whole new layer of respect that you could take this trip with your team not being in it.
1: Have you ever wanted to go to a Super Bowl that your team wasn't in <sighs> like somebody it depends co- on how
2: you're asking me all right
1: that. all right, so like just two to go we- this is like two weeks before the game are you say asking the, say a- the game's being held down in atlanta and buddy of yours comes up and says hey man i got an extra seat for the super bowl you you want to go with me doesn't matter who's playing it's the tennessee titans and the seattle seahawks don't am I, care am i going as a member of the media or as a fan you're going as a fan out
2: really i out wouldn't go in atlanta wouldn't go in charlotte wouldn't go if it was at the harris Cherokee event center right down the street <laughs> why out No way. No way. Why? Even if my team was bad and I had mentally checked out on it long ago. Now I'm good. Now you give me a media cred and you get me (laughs) in some of those circles. Yeah, now I'll go.
1: Now you'll go. Yeah, now I'll go. That's that's a weird way to look at things, but okay.
2: I'm not going to lie. I don't love the in stadium experience. Oh, I do. Being in Carolina has completely ruined me. You put me in a suite, I'm in. I'm your guy. Now, if you're telling me I've got to sit in a seat in October, November outside, mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm good. And I get to deal with uh, uh, some meatball that's had 47 beers. No, nah, I'm good. Wow. Because see, at my house, I'm the meatball that's had 47 yeah. beers. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, 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 just Brian Hall just totally ruined the experience of an NFL game for you by taking oh, you no, to the switch.
2: I'll be honest with you, I hadn't been in an arena. Or a stadium of any kind before that in quite some time. I've had really well, since bad you went to the ACC tournament. Luck. Yeah, and that was good, but I had I had a connection there.
1: Right, you were you were rooting for Florida State.
2: Well, no, not even that. I'm friends with a member of Leonard Hamilton's family, right. so I had access. That's you know not it's better. I'll put it this way, it's better than what you could have gotten. Right. So th- that was kind of the the high side for okay. me.
1: All right so jeremy is not interested in sports fan things unless he gets extra perks that the rest of us don't get access to correct totally makes sense completely fits the mullet persona correct understood yeah i don't completely understood
2: that that's just and i totally didn't mean to derail the conversation that's been that's been bouncing around my head
1: no it's it was an important discussion to have it gave us a nice window into the mind well, and, and the Super
2: Bowl could be a little different
1: because it costs about six grand just to get in the door. See, that's what I'm saying. The Super Bowl is a, is an experience, and I don't have to be a fan of one of the teams in it to want to be a part of that entire scene. I do. Just all of the fan fest things that are going on, the, the Super Bowl parties that are going on around the stadium. Like, it's just a different kind of an atmosphere rather than a week two game of the regular season.
2: Yeah, not to me. Nah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to. I mean, for me, even if I went, I don't want to do all of those things. All the look at the it's the red carpet. It's the what is it? The Vogue or Maxim or one of those does a party around the Super Bowl every year. Yeah, I'm good. I'm
1: good. I don't want to. I don't want to. If we said we could get you into the party, then you're in. Kind of barely serving. And oh, come on. If we're going to like the Playboy party, oh no, that's different, right? Like that's a hundred percent different, or, or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. It could be Apple. D- out.
3: It could yeah, be the out. Apple party. I carry
2: an an Apple phone. You think I would go to the <laughs> a bunch of nerds with pocket protectors talking about the analytics <laughs> of the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm good. I, I'll pass
1: no don't ask I, me why my no, joe exotic voice and my apple
2: employee voice is the same because i don't I, I don't have a good
1: answer to that. yeah no then not at all john delon said hd tv and the average fan now being a netwit that doesn't know anything about football has really dulled the experience and the desire of going to a football game i can understand that but i'm still in yeah i'm not if it's I, a
2: i got a very large television and a very comfortable chair I don't need to be around that many people.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: like I said, it has given me a whole new respect for Chief Zach.
1: All right. And we will be talking to Chief Zach on Friday as we do our official picks and previews uh, for the big game coming up this weekend. Let's get just a bit outside.
0: Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a
1: bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. All right, if you're if you're working in the media and you need to get a comment on a story, it's really important to know who your target is. I know this is a little inside baseball for people. You're not you know, we're not journalists, Hank. Well, I understand that. But still, you're not going to... First, you're not going go to go to somebody and say, Hey, can you hook me up on an interview with so-and-so when that person probably doesn't know that person, right? Right? Jim Trotter of the NFL Network, uh, he got he got an email the other day from some guy who said he was trying to uh, he was trying to reach a certain football player to ask him about their opinion on the billion dollars that the NFL was donating toward the cannabis industry to study the impact of uh, cannabinoids on treating pain management. I told you that story the other day. Um, so the, the email goes, good morning, Mr. Trotter. I'm trying to reach junior Sayout to hear what he thinks. (laughs) Okay. That's going to be a difficult, that's going to be a, that's going to be a no. You can't talk to that guy. And then when Jim Trotter responded to the guy and said, uh, you need to, you need to Google that. You need to Google who you're trying to figure out. And the guy was like, what's the problem? Uh, I I'm, I'm a 30 year vet in the journalism business. What, why are you being so rude? And then he gets another reply. Oh wait, I Googled it. I'm sorry. I'm a basketball writer and I don't normally cover NFL football stuff. So, uh, I, you know, that's my bad. I had no idea that 10 years ago, junior Sayal passed away. That is the weirdest thing ever. Now. It's also sparked a discussion. If your Jim Trotter was he in his because he posted this out on social media, he put the screenshot of the email and everything. Tried to black out the guy's name, but apparently he didn't do it very well. It must have shown up well on his phone that he had blocked everything, but you could still kind of see. Like apparently, this guy works for Kevin Durant in some former fashion or Kevin Durant's website or something.
2: Let me just be really should honest it, with you. should, should super he have nerdy people if we want to find out who it was. You can do the little, oh, "Oh, look, I smudged it out. You can do that until you're blue in the face. I can find out it wasn't three seconds.
1: Right. And that was the thing. The guy's phone number, his contacts, all that stuff were on there. So there are some people who are going, oh, look at this idiot trying to get a hold of Junior Seau who's been dead for 10 years. And then there's the other side that are going after Jim Trotter for saying you should not have put his stuff out on social media. Because now you've you've essentially doxed him and everybody's got his phone number. I, I mean... Who,
2: who cares that much
1: but who cares enough to call that number i have no idea i've
2: seen this story three times i didn't even notice it until you pointed it out to me <laughs> i'm not going to call you
1: no uh your stupidity is out there for everybody to see as well it should be as well it should be don't do that and don't just a percursory, just yeah. one google search gts that's the other thing how did he come up with the name how did he come up with the name junior seau to talk about cannabinoids I have no idea. It's beyond me. We have breaking
2: news. Don't hit the stupid button uh, when I hit it. Arch Manning has trimmed his list. He will no longer consider Clemson. Oh. However, we're not really close to a declaration. I don't know what Clemson would have had to have done for him to say nope. Yeah. He's been there twice. But they're now out. The report among people close to him say that the decision is now down to Alabama, uh-huh. Ole Miss, Georgia, and Texas. So you're saying this there's a kid chance. better be
1: really good.
2: If we talk about his recruitment for three full years, you
1: better be really special. I've always said I feel like it. You know, part of me feels bad for building these guys up this way because it never it never comes to fruition. It, they never pay off on what they're built up to be. There's only one. There's only one that I can think of that has done it. Or two. One is Ken Griffey Jr. We were all talking about him when he was a wee little feller. And then the other one is LeBron James. LeBron James spent his high school career in the spotlight, being on the, all the magazine covers, and will he be the next guy? He's the only one that's ever lived up to him. Those two guys, I think, are the only two that have ever, ever been able to live up to the standard that we all had in our minds. Of this is what this guy is supposed to be. Now, Arch is completely different because his daddy was or his uh, his uncle was Peyton Manning. You know, it'd be different if he was. You know, if he didn't have Peyton as the standard bearer there. I feel. I just feel like we're setting ourselves. Okay. I mean, it's like Bronny lebron james's son do we think that he's going to be does he have those hopes that he's going to be the next greatest of all time of course he does
2: Uh, in the comments john delon said i've heard several recruiting guys say that arch if arch manning's last name was smith he'd drop about a half dozen spots in the quarterback rankings." maybe so it's funny you said that that way because i said the exact same thing about eli manning about 15 years ago (laughs) his name was eli smith he would have been a third round pick
1: right i don't know do you have you i mean have you been scouting him already have you been scouting arch Arch
2: tape no i don't do high school tape i'm look we can't draft you so i don't care speaking of drafts first set of seven round mock drafts officially out yes excellent afc east currently out
1: nfc east will be out tomorrow along with the south of both the afc and the nfc yep And we will have uh, all of those continuing to come out until we get each and every team covered. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sportsocracy on YouTube so you can get uh, all of our content as it comes out. NBA talk. We haven't done this in a while. Feels weird.
2: I feel like the NBA season doesn't start until the trade deadline.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. Because, I mean, you've had... uh, where, Where are we at? We're like 60 games in? No. 50 games in something like that no you're not that deep because the season runs until the end of april oh, the hornets i saw this morning they were what Fifty yeah, you're right at fifty-five. Yeah, 28 and 27 so anyway two big trades trade deadlines coming up thursday at three o'clock and there's nothing there's there's been nothing breaking on the ben simmons stuff all of that that seems what everybody wants <laughs> Although, to talk if I about I were
2: portland or if i were philadelphia i would call right now and go all right, just hear me out. I saw what you got for C.J. McCollum. I will give you Ben Simmons <laughs> for Damian Lillard. And just see if, it's, just see if they'll just, do it. Just see what their response is. That's what New Orleans did. with We'll give you Josh Hart and two first up done. Whoa! That is not how I thought that was going to go.
1: <laughs> and you got Larry Nance Jr. in the deal, too. Oh, yeah. The New Orleans Pelicans and the uh, Portland Trailblazers Blazers have made a big uh, a big trade, as have the Pacers and the Sacramento Kings. The Pelicans are getting C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. Tony Snell's the most irrelevant part of that deal. I th- one of the most relevant parts
2: of a deal I've ever heard.
1: Uh, and then the Blazers, in return, will get a 2022 first-round pick highly protected i have to imagine it just said protected, so i don't know
2: fifth through 14th it's back into the lottery protected so if it lands in the top four it does convey oh wow if not it will it'll have another protection next year i right. have
1: no idea what that is they get two second round picks woo they get josh hart thomas, who's had a good year yeah thomas sadaransky who didn't even play for them Nikhil alexander walker yay and dd D.
2: lozada yeah, that's that is that. You remember when <laughs> in Jack and the Giant Beanstalk, he had the money and he took the money and he or the goat or what? What was? What did he give up for the magic beans? A cow. Cow. Yeah. A cow. Yeah. I'm not a big fairy tale guy. So I'm sorry. The 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 Blazers had the the cow money. Uh huh. And they get they went to New Orleans and they said, "We'll give you these magic beans. Would you like them?" and the, and the, the, the what I've heard about this is, oh look how much cap space Portland has. Who cares? Who in the who in their right mind looks at a Portland team that is now Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons and a bunch of dudes
1: right. and goes,
2: Yeah, I'm gonna win a title with that. Damian Little has to be sitting at home right now going, get me out of here.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. With the moves that they made, I think I read earlier where they only have like $68 million on the books next year.
2: Oh, they so have plenty of cap space. Here's yeah. the problem. Nobody's going to take it.
1: Nobody will take their money.
2: No! Name me the biggest free agent signing in Blazers history.
1: Right. Scotty Pippen. <laughs>
2: yeah, how'd that work out?
1: Where they gave him $80 million. and yeah,
2: look, and, and, and I'm... Evan Doyle in our comment said, should the Kings just sell the franchise? Yes. I, I think the NBA should contract 10 teams. I know they never will. No. I'm well aware of that. Happen. But they should. Because there is about a third of the NBA that makes it absolutely unwatchable. If the Houston Rockets gave me season tickets at midcourt in the front row, you would have to put a fresh $100 bill on those every single night to get me to use them.
1: Mm-hmm. Kings, but you have same way. But you have one good off season, and you could you could be right back you in the mix what? of things. But, and how
2: exactly are you gonna do that? I don't know. You, you think uh, you're you gonna said convince the James Rockets. Harden to sign with the with the Blazers?
1: You said the Houston Rockets, and used I, I mean Houston had what they brought in uh, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. I mean at least their their franchise was in the playoffs yeah, those and, years. And where'd you
2: get to? Oh, oh of nowhere. Oh, okay. You were like the sixth loser. Well,
1: Tremendous. I, well, the other. Uh, a step up for the portland trailblazers would be winning a playoff series yeah and for me i'd rather just be terrible
2: you know what just trade dame lillard for ben simmons at least i you'll trend on twitter about once a week
1: right otherwise nobody's paying attention
2: who cares yeah who is looking at that team going oh yeah okay. there are literally i did the math earlier when this trade broke there are a third of the teams in the nba that you could contract them right now and no one would care. The Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, Portland Trail Blazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers, Washington Wizards. Mm -hmm. Just Just cut them all. Just get rid of all of them. Nobody (laughs) would care. Divvy out the players. Just, okay, they're irrelevant. I
1: mean, I'm pretty sure their fans would care.
2: All seven of them? oh come on i'm sure the the two kia Sedonas full of fans that they
1: have every night would be just distraught (laughs) you but you act like these these teams have been there forever like the sacramento Sacramento kings Kings have been there forever the indiana pacers
2: have been there forever the Ah. orlando magic have been there since shaquille o'neal i was nine right okay your point's well taken. I mean, here's Those the thing, other I'm going to be really honest with you. You could tell me that Sacramento Kings fans came from Mars. I wouldn't know because I've never met one.
1: I haven't either. I haven't either. And I've long said that uh Sacramento doesn't need a, a team because they've never been good. They had that no. one run. That yeah, with one run. And
2: Doug Christie and Mike Bibby. Yeah. And Chris Weber. Chris
1: Weber chris weber was on those teams kind of
2: buried the lead there that that was on.
1: i was getting ready to say that was the first I, one that now I was they say. have
2: demonetis sabonis which is oh they won a, they won a, that a, deal
1: by a lot yeah he's an excellent player sacramento kings in their trade with the indiana pacers they get demonetis sabonis or demontis sabonis jeremy lamb justin holiday and a 2027 second round pick all go to the king's the Kings, in return, send the Pacers Tyrese Halliburton, Magic Beans, Buddy Held, and Tristan Thompson. I,
2: I Look, I, I know that I cover the NFL draft much more aggressively than I cover the NBA draft. Right. I do cover the NBA draft as well. I, I'm going to give you a strategy. If you're a Charlotte Hornets, Sacramento Kings, any of these small market teams, mm-hmm. if you draft a player that in their rookie year everybody loses their mind about, trade them immediately. Immediately. What is the high side for Tyrese Halliburton? And just I need you to understand. I like him a lot.
1: The high side? High what side. can he, Best he ever he could be?
2: Possibly be. Uh, There's a player in the NBA that I'm that's kind of what I'm looking for is a name.
1: I don't know. He
2: could be Donovan Mitchell if everything broke the right way. Okay. If everything broke the right way. Right you just gave up a player that is almost that right now. Multiple-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. You, you just gave that up for a guy that might become that.
0: Well, it
1: had to. It had too many tall guys, apparently.
2: Yeah, in, because now they're yeah, in talking about keeping down Miles down the Turner. It, the Indiana Pacers, if you really need chairs in your house,
1: they will sell you some stadium seats. <laughs> $8 they'll give them to you right now. I mean, since this broke, they've been talking about oh well miles turner there's no need to trade him now because he's happy he's happy to be with tyrese halliburton so
2: and and, i mean malcolm brogdon yay yeah that's that'll be a fun team that'll be a fun team that their primetime games get played on espn 8 the
1: Ocho, right (laughs) after squirrel skiing and cornhole uh I, i mean does the does the trade mean anything in the hierarchy of the NBA as far as one of these teams who who received getting much better. Oh, oh let me break it down. Let me
2: grade all four of these trades. Or, or all four of these teams after the trades. Okay. The Sacramento Kings went from god-awful to irrelevant. <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers went from irrelevant to horror-awful. The New Orleans Pelicans, they're, they're just i don't even really know how to describe that i think they still have to wear name placards to work like hey who's that guy that's our second string point guard uh i don't know his name but i I know he wears a jersey too so we should probably figure out who he is and indiana if i lived in the stadium i would go to dinner when the game started to get away from them nice we have karis lavert and miles
1: turner Because you've got got everybody trying to spin this. Like, oh, look, now that DeMondadis Sabonis is in Sacramento and he teams up with De'Aaron Fox, this is going to be another level team. No, it's not. Oh,
2: I mean, it'll help. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is the best point guard that that De'Aaron Sabonis has ever played with. Sure. However, it's still Sacramento. Mm -hmm. You could give Sacramento three times more money than any other team in the NBA had. They would still be bad.
1: Right. I mean, uh, these are all bottom-feeding teams in the NBA right now.
2: Uh, having in our comments that I work right next to the King Stadium, we're so much busier when the Lakers or good teams come to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I have always said this about baseball and the NBA. You could cut a third of the teams, and it would fix no less than 60% of your problem.
1: Okay. Fewer teams, fewer games.
2: Better teams, yep. more enjoyable games basketball that's why i've always laughed at the nba is but that way they're pouring so much money into the g league who in the world cares about the g league (laughs) if you can't play in this watered down nba you would have to give me eight dollars to come watch you play right the only reason it's even worth turning on is there are a few guys that will end up being back into the lottery
1: picks Mm mm-hmm but if you did that, then then you know Charlotte wouldn't have a team probably. Oh no, Charlotte's, we'd, Charlotte's we'd in the top
2: twenty. You've got enough talent now. If you're if we're gonna do it, now is the key time to right, do it right. ever because you are in golden shape.
1: Right. I feel like most years though that we'd be on the chopping block. And here's the, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know that you would. Hmm?
2: I don't know okay. that you
1: would. All right. Anyway, I don't, I don't feel like. If
2: you wanted to run from law enforcement, Mm -hmm. uh, a Sacramento Kings game would be the ultimate place to hide because no one would ever see you. Oh, what (laughs) if they catch me on camera? Nobody's watching it anyway. I was going to say, who cares?
1: You're going to be the only one there. What would I mean? You'd be easy to find in that case. Yeah,
2: you'd be. Oh, look! I'm on
1: television. That must be that guy if anybody was watching this i would be terrified (laughs) i'm just trying i've I've seen all of the uh all all of the prognostication after all of this like oh this team this makes this team better like the the pelicans the cj mccollum this sets them up when zion williamson comes back
2: well at the rate zion williamson's going he's gonna be playing nose tackle for the raiders before it's all said and done right
1: he's gonna spend three years with the team play 14 games
2: i did thoroughly enjoy the pelicans putting that out of look at our starting five cj mccollum and Jonas valanciunas brandon ingram zion williamson is that a recent picture of zion because that does not look like the guy i saw
1: it does not it does not jeremy you got the picks of the night coming up next well, it can't go any worse than last night did oh, so yes no we need a rebound here in green on green he'll give them to us coming up next
4: Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional Northern Deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses available, sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses, or for something heartier, try a pork roll, egg, and cheese, or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Henry. Andersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday.
5: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times. And that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's
2: the closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get
0: the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when
2: you get the power, then you get the work. Well, last night did not quite go my way. Thank you, Miami Heat, for scoring a billion D points and Pittsburgh Panthers for getting absolutely eviscerated. Going to try to get back on the winning track tonight. I feel like Vegas is giving you two layups. We just talked about two trades in the NBA. Well, what that means is that since the trade happened today, both of those teams are going to be, let's be nice about this and say a little thin. First one, the Atlanta Hawks are a 12 point favorite at home tonight against Indiana. I will give you one U.S. dollar if you can name me any starter for the Indiana Pacers tonight. <laughs> Miles Turner, uh, no, he's Aww. hurt. Their starting center will be Goga Bittadice. Ah, one of my favorite names to say. Not a very good player. The Hawks might beat them by six hundred points. <laughs> give me the Hawks minus the twelve under the two twenty six. the The Sacramento Kings are at home tonight. They're only late, they're only catching seven. Uh, they might be worse than the Indiana Pacers. The Wolves are going to demolish them because they have nobody that's going to stop Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns. Seven's not nearly enough. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves. And easily under the 232. Go
4: and do likewise, gents. The
0: money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy
1: you're So you're just, just going to pick on the teams that are shorthanded. I like it. I like it. Sometimes when you need a win you got to go to the most obvious uh, obvious place to get it. Uh,
2: yeah, let me tell you exactly how that Timberwolves-Kings game is going to go. Ask somebody that plays a lot of NBA D- NBA DFS. Because about the only bigs that the Kings have are Alex Lynn and Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. That's who gets to guard Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, <laughs> they will have 12 fouls in less than 30 minutes combined.
1: And Carl Anthony Towns might score 60. You can take all those wagers over to BetUs.com, BetUS.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. Again, the the promo code SPORTSOCRACY, SPORTSOCRACY at BetUS.com. Uh, today, my wife sent me a picture, Jeremy, uh, of of myself six years ago. And I was standing at a Mardi Gras parade. And I looked like I should have been afloat in the Mardi Gras parade. I was a massive human being six years ago. And thankfully, I can definitely tell the difference today on the difference in my body shape with PhD weight loss. This program has been going phenomenally for me. I could definitely tell the difference. And I know you've been struggling with weight gain since your fighting days Are you noticing the difference now? This is
2: actually the first time I've been below 260 in well over eight years. Uh, I'm sleeping better. I feel better. And one of the things that I can't strive enough is the convenience. That's what got me in this shape. Fast food was always easier. This is easy. It's nutritious, and it makes me feel worlds better.
1: Dr. Ashley Lucas, a former professional athlete herself, worked with professional athletes to set up this program, program to teach everyone how to more efficiently burn the fat in your body. And guess what? Uh, they can make it happen for you. Jeremy and I have a combined goal, a weight loss goal of 200 pounds lost. We're both over 50 pounds lost just two and a half months into the Ph.D. weight loss program go to myphdweightloss.com myphdweightloss.com coming up in the second hour we will continue our super bowl previews with the Bengals offense against the Rams defense you got both of these squads are loaded with stars on either side oh i i'm really trying hard to figure out who has the advantage here i'm glad we're doing this exercise cuz it's helping me work through some things uh, as we head to the big game this weekend at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Bengals offense versus the Rams defense, plus we've got a whole slew of happenings when it comes to coaching hires, GM hires, uh, all of it coming your way in the Sportsocracy.
2: Also, you can go to the Sportsocracy.com, vote on our overrated band bracket. We may have left out the who, but there are 64 teams, 64 band teams, that needs your votes. And frankly, I need you to go vote against Creed. I need Creed to not advance. As I looked at the early returns, and Creed is aggressively, aggressively winning.
1: And I don't like that. I don't know why you are pushing back against that's, that. Because that's wrong, okay? It's not wrong.
2: Creed is a legendary band. And if it wasn't for <laughs> Scott Stapp, they would have been Beatles-level good throughout the 2000s. But it didn't go that way.
1: Creed, Nickelback, Grateful Dead, all of these overrated bands. Go and vote for them right now at thesportsocracy.com. SportsCenter Update is coming next.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And
1: welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, hit the subscribe button, that'll get you into the chat. And while you're over there at thesportsocracy.com, don't forget to go and, uh, Make your votes for the most overrated bands of all time. We will be doing uh, all the voting for a week, and then we will announce the, the, those who advance to the next round coming up on the next Musicocracy Monday in the happy hour of this year program, uh, which is only available on YouTube each and every day at 5 o'clock. Today, top 13 offensive tackles in the 2022 NFL Draft laid out by our very own draft nerd, mr jeremy green the super bowl is just a few days away cincinnati bengals la rams yesterday we talked about what would the bengals defense have to do to stop the la rams today we're going to talk about the exact opposite of that what do the bengals have to do on offense to get past the rams defense you know the rams have so many stars on the defensive side of the ball and the Bengals offense the one thing obviously they've got the stars with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all of that the problem that I have I don't see how their offensive line is going to be able to stand up against Vaughn Miller and uh and, and Aaron Donald especially
2: well the thing that's greatly overrated is exactly what you just said let me ask you a question yep by pro football focus grade which is my favorite way to analytically judge these things mm-hmm. aaron Donald was the number one interior defensive lineman in the league yes von miller was the number four edge jalen ramsey was the number one corner mm-hmm. how many other players on their defense were in the top 30 of their own position group two it's zero. Zero. it's not one wow that's a, that's a lie a sean robinson was 14 i meant to lump him into that and i forgot him <laughs> okay the vast majority of the rest of that defense is not overly good. Mm-hmm. So how do you mitigate that? I've heard a lot of talk about, oh, they're not going to be able to block Aaron Donald. I don't think anybody expects them to. This all comes down to game plan. If the Rams' plan is Aaron Donald, Von Miller getting home, I've already seen that. Uh, Joe Burrow went down nine times against Tennessee. Right. And well, what happened? Yeah, they won. They lost. Tennessee lost. Because Cincinnati figured out, you can't stop me at the second level. Mm -hmm. So all I have to do is get the ball out of Burrow's hands. Yeah, he's going to take some sacks. He's going to be behind the chains. There's nothing back behind you. And that's kind of how I feel about this Rams team, too. There is a reason that Jalen Ramsey has been screaming from the rooftops that he wants to shadow Jamar Chase. Yes. There's nobody else on the team could touch him. Nobody. Joe Burrow looks up and Jalen Ramsey is on the T Higgins side of the field. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Because I have absolutely no idea. I don't care if it's a little swing pass. I don't know who's going to stop him. There are more ways that you can mitigate this than people believe. And Mark Schlereth basically explained this. Mark Schlereth won three Super Bowls. They were all with Mike Shanahan. You know mm-hmm. what they all had in common? Their lines were overmatched by who they were playing. They had both borderline the exact same game plan every time get them moving that's why i think the x factor for the the cincinnati bengals it's not joe burrow i know exactly what joe burrow is going to be i bet you i could call out a stat line right now okay i mean somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 35 somewhere between 290 and 320 in terms of passing yards couple touchdowns probably an interception what i think will decide this is joe mixon if you can get joe mixon involved stretch it out, off-tackle runs, screens, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. to slow down Aaron Donald, slow down Von Miller, I'll take my lumps. I've seen Joe Burrow get just eviscerated. There's only been a handful of quarterbacks sacked more than him all year long. Mm -hmm. He has made it further than any quarterback that's been hit this many times in a season in NFL history. Right. I'm just not worried about it.
1: I feel like people are making that a way bigger deal than it is. Well, you're making a big deal out of it because – I mean, it again, it eventually is going to catch up to you, right? You can't continue to go into games getting sacked nine times and keep winning miraculously. At least I don't think you can. Let me, let's me let put it in terms that you can understand, Flostradamus. I wouldn't bet my house on it by any stretch. Are they going to hit him more than Tennessee did? Mm, no. I don't think he can. I don't that, think it's physically possible. That's kind of the point. Yeah.
2: Tennessee has, or Tennessee and the Rams have the same problem. Now that's why, for me, the easiest thing that I've seen so far, over, over. Mm-hmm. There are going to be a lot of points scored in this.
1: I would, I would say so.
2: But I, if I had to give an advantage to one side or the other, I actually think the defensive advantage is with the Bengals. Okay. I know what's going to happen. All right, we've talked about this line for the Bengals all year long. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this since the draft when I could not believe they didn't take Panay Right. I don't think it matters. Joe has survived this. It's not like it's going to be markedly worse than it's been in the past. He's been hurried over a hundred times. Doesn't get much more drastic than that. So how do you deal with that? You take the weakness of the Rams, which is their back seven, and use that against them. Good thing is you got two receivers, both who play out of the slot, in Tyler Boyd and Jamar Jamar Chase, Mm -hmm. that can absolutely take advantage of that. You have a running back in Joe Mixon that can absolutely take advantage of that. As I've broken this down, the thing that makes me nervous is I feel like whichever team has to start blitzing is the team that's going to lose. Okay. If the Rams start sending four, and that's exactly how I think this game's going to begin, mm-hmm. because they think they will get home with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, and so do I. But I'm not sure that it matters. I'm not sure that they're not going to bait you into sure, do it. We know it's gonna happen. There's nothing we can do to stop it. There's nothing we can do to stop it from the Tennessee Titans. There was really nothing we could do to stop it from the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Kansas City has started using it against them. I know you cannot hold up in the back seven. Is Joe gonna take a series of hits? Yes. Have a guess in the comments. Is anyone worried about Burrow's long-term future from these hits? Absolutely.
1: Yes. That's why I think I said at the beginning of the program, I think all of this, you know, is he the next greatest of all time talk is a little too much. I mean, the guy's already had one devastating injury and made a comeback. He continues to be pounded over and over and over again, and eventually I think that's going to catch up to you. There's just a moxie about this kid. Oh, yeah. Of whatever it is you think you're gonna do to beat me,
2: I'm gonna use that against you. The problem for LA, I don't know what your alternative is. If you can't, let's just say for posterity's sake, let's say you stop getting home with four. Mm -hmm. Miller, for whatever reason, can't get around the. I don't know how it would happen. Right. But if it did, and Joe's got even two seconds in the pocket. He is going to
1: destroy you. Right. He's going to pick you apart.
2: Because all he has to do at the snap is, where is Jalen Ramsey? Because I'm not scared of anybody else. You brought a safety out of retirement that's 406 years old and hadn't played in three years, (laughs) two years. Because you're that thin in the back half. Mm -hmm. That's probably the worst way you could be set up to to take on Joe Burrow of any way a team could be built in the NFL because they have so
1: many weapons right
2: and if yuzama plays that's even one more
3: yeah
1: i did did you see yuzama at the uh, send-off i i haven't i don't do media days you don't do any of that i don't do any of that because i don't care
2: media days are the most infuriating thing infuriating thing we do in sports mm-hmm. because it's all these entertainment tonight what's your favorite
1: candy bar <laughs> i i could i don't care they had the they had the team send off and uzama gets up there to speak and he comes out and he's got the he's got the brace on his leg and he kind of limps up there and he's got the mic in his hand and then he reaches down and he 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 just unbuckles it rips it off and throws it and and then went on to talk about this is the biggest game in my life and there's no chance i'm gonna miss this game and then he did a lap around the stadium very very gingerly by the way uh, did a lap around the stadium to show everybody that it doesn't matter that he's going to come through. He's going to play in this game. Like I don't know that he's going to be x factor material in the game. But definitely having him out there is going to help. See, I like I like the media days. I like the narrative stuff. I like seeing Aaron Donald get up there and compliment his teammates on on the journey here. And that we all have one goal. And seeing uh, Andrew Whitworth up there talking about how he'd go to war for his teammates, I think it's all part of the show. And that's, to me, what the Super Bowl is. The Super Bowl is the ultimate football show of the year. It's the culmination of everything that we have we have done this for. We have done this since August, and the Super Bowl pays it off, regardless of who's in it. Now when it comes to the Rams defense, I hear what you're saying, but there well there's just this what, narrative that this is the
2: impenetrable defense.
1: It's not no, it's not an impenetrable no, it's defense. It's really not. It's I mean, it's fine. Right. I I I mean, are they the most dangerous defense that the Bengals have faced? I'd say yeah.
2: I'm going to say aggressively no. No?
1: no. Who who
2: was it? The best defense they've played? At least in these playoffs. They remind me a lot of Tennessee. They look a lot alike. If they don't get home, they are
3: doomed. Mm -hmm.
2: And that's kind of how it looks. And I went through and looked at teams that beat the Rams. Yesterday, I said, what they had in common? Offensively. uh, While the Rams were on offense, they were on defense. Well, conversely, they've lost to a lot of high-powered offenses. Mm-hmm. You know they did a good job of beating? The Seahawks and the Ravens who were killed and the Bears and the Colts. Right. That's not what this is. Who's the best quarterback take Tom Brady out of it? because Well, they just had your number. I felt good. Yeah. I love throwing shade yeah. at Tom Brady. Yeah. Thanks. Other than Brady, who's the best quarterback they beat all year long?
3: Hmm
1: i don't know
2: it's very carson Wentz, kirk cousins lamar jackson kyler murray okay they didn't beat a lot of high level they beat a lot of davis mills and jared garf and uh daniel jones high level quarterbacks cut through them like a hot knife through butter because they did exactly what i just said oh i'm terrified of jalen ramsey <laughs> do no throw it at him right it's real easy he does not shadow people, and he's not going to shadow Jamar Chase in this game. He can say it until he's blue in the face. No. That is not how this defense is coordinated. No. And there's a reason for that. Yeah,
1: because you can't just put him on that one guy because then uh, – Because it's too easy to T. take Higgins him out of the is play. going to tear you up. Because it's too easy to take him out of the
2: play. Right. If you see Jalen Ramsey lined up man-on-man with Jamar Chase, what do you do? You Go away from him. No. Send him the opposite direction. Because if Jalen Ramsey is lined up one on one on Chase, they're going to shift the defense. You're going to get a safety move over because I don't care how good Jalen Ramsey is. They will not leave him on an island with Jamar Chase mm-hmm. ever. It's mm-hmm. not how the defense works. But when you do that, let's say it's T. Higgins that's on the outside on the other side. Well, you're one on one. Now it's one on one with Rodarius Williams. <laughs> okay, bet I know what this play is. Right. And all you got to do is hit two of those in this entire game and you have a drastic advantage it's the reason it won't happen so to me it becomes very easy to look at this and go okay we figure out uh, we figure out where jalen ramsey is run the play the opposite side yeah what's your what is your response to that simplify it for burrow and i'm not saying he needs it simplified Mm -hmm. they're gonna get home on you so every play run away from jalen ramsey if you break down the metrics plays that went to the Jalen Ramsey side how many defenses in the NFL were better qbr QBR allowed by your defense how many defenses in the NFL were better than the Rams
1: three is zero okay
2: how many were better when you go the opposite side
1: 15 26 wow so all they got to do is just shade away from Jalen
2: and that's hard to do because yeah. they do have two elite pa- it's not nearly as easy as I'm making it sound of course But if you can figure out a way, I don't think this defense is as big of an advantage as anybody thinks it is. Yeah. I I mean we now granted you do need to understand I said the exact same thing about Tampa Bay last year, so not like I hadn't been wrong before.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, we talk about Joe Burrow like he's, you know, this infallible quarterback, like ice in his veins, just and, and, and a lot of it's true. A lot of it is true. I've been super impressed with Joe Burrow being able to Carry on the confidence that he had at LSU into the NFL because that's hard to do. It's hard to come into a place where you know you're not the best. Like in college, he knew he was the best. He knew he was having the best season. He was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. They were the front runner. They're blowing everybody out. All of that. You come into the NFL, it's a completely different story. It's hard to continue to have that kind of confidence in yourself, but Joe Burrow does. It's one of the reasons that I picked him to win – or at least picked them against the spread in these playoff games because they're just—it's a different—it's it's, it, just—it's a, a different thing when you have that attitude when you have that I'm going out there, we play our best, nobody can touch us kind of thing. But he hasn't been great under pressure. The stats show that when he is under pressure in these playoffs. His passer scores have dropped dramatically. And, and, and I know that they happen, that happens with many quarterbacks. I get it. I'm just saying, if you can get that pressure, then that's going to have an effect. Is it, this, is it the end all be all? No, Tennessee proved that already. Tennessee prove you could still get beat and still get after Joe Burrow.
2: Uh, ooh, let's play a fun game. Just since you threw out a stat that yep. I can completely invalidate. Oh, okay. Uh, passer rating in a clean pocket. Mm-hmm. What is Joe Burrow's?
1: I don't know. What uh, is it?
2: 112. Okay. Matt Stafford's is 112.1. Okay. What's her passer rating under pressure?
1: Markedly lower.
2: Uh, Stafford's is an 80. Burrow's is a 90. Okay. If pressure is going to affect anybody in in uh, on Sunday, it'll be Matt Stafford. And to me, that's not even doubtable. Yeah, Burrow's not- been under pressure all year long. Sure,
1: sure. And his his passer rating in the playoffs when under pressure, it's it's at forty now. It's it it's different than it was when he when he was in the regular season. I'm not saying that that's an infallible stat. That that just shows you that he's going to crumble under pressure. What I'm saying is. He may be uh he may be mortal after all.
2: He has been pressured more than any quarterback in the NFL. Of course, he there has. were only two all season long that had fewer turnover worthy plays than Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Tells me everything I need to know. Matthew Stafford conversely had one of the highest turnover worthy play percentages. Yes. I, I, I'm i telling you, the closer we get to this game, the more and more I'm leaning one way, and it is getting harder and harder for me to get off of it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you you have a, a lean one way or the other because I'm still up in the middle. I don't know how this is going to play out, but we'll continue to do the preview throughout the week here in the Sportsocracy. Coming up after the break, we're going to get to the weird news of the day. Also, NFL coaching news all over the place, and Jeremy's got five on it. Did you know Select Ingalls Markets now offer curbside service? Shopping has
2: never been easier with all the quality and service you expect from Ingalls. Visit ingalls-markets.com to find a store near you and start shopping.
5: I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: The Sportsocracy. The
2: ceiling is the roof. Let's make
3: it happen. Let's keep moving forward.
1: And welcome back into to Beer City's Best Sports Talk. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green here in the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to check us out at the sportsocracy.com. And when you go to the website now, uh so you don't have to do anything. The nope. the, the bracket will just pop up, or not the bracket, but the poll will just pop up of it the just most overrated up. bands of all time. And speaking of that, yeah. it's time for me to check the
2: it, just exactly where we are. Not trying to sway anything, just there are a couple that are way closer than i would have ever imagined and the response to this has been tremendous Uh uh-huh there is one band that just seems to be absolutely depleting who they're uh, up against
1: it's gotta be creed no no
2: nickelback Uh, creed is leading but it's much closer than it was uh nickelback is leading by a lot of course they were up against the eagles so i guess that makes sense (laughs)
1: of course it does
2: uh what I'm not allowed to call them the former name. The chicks. The chicks. They're up by a whole mess. Uh-huh. So if you want them to not advance, you should probably get to voting. Who did they get matched up against?
1: Uh Journey. Journey.
2: Well which I laughed and went, Well, that's that's gonna be a lot There are way <laughs> more lower seats winning this than I could have ever imagined. Sure. Your Nirvana take is not going well. Oh no. They are getting scattered smothered and covered
1: by rascal flats as they should as they should because you know i just threw it out there because i know it's a divisive band lots of people don't like kurt cobain and the screaming and all the you know the unintelligible words and you know heavy music is divisive in and of itself i knew that was going to happen where's florida georgia line uh
2: I I remember they were in a
1: oh they got it they okay.
2: were in a matchup that I went you could very
1: easily win that I think they wound up with Dave Matthews they are
2: they're up by quite yeah. quite an amount <laughs> I am dumbfounded by how many lower seeds oh this is I love this topic so much but yeah you go to the website it literally appears you'll see our faces. If you count to five, the whole survey will come up. You can go through, vote item by item. I I cannot wait till we get to the small part of this. Oh, yeah. Where there's eight, and we can really deep dive on them.
1: And Oh, we're going to yeah, – because that's what – because we're going to do. We're going to run this just like it would be any regular tournament. On Musicocracy Mondays, we are going to go full on in. I've already been uh, been working up my resumes – for each of the of the bands that I expect to go on I'm gonna have to do more if all the lower seeds win <laughs> over because half... I thought for sure I thought for sure that the bigger bands would win just because they're bigger bands and some of these some of these bands aren't even rated to be overrated uh over half of the matchups are currently either
2: at 50 50 or within just a handful of votes on each side 55 mm-hmm. 45 somewhere in that neighborhood uh, one was fifty-one forty-nine. So I mean, there's there's been a lot of votes. We're only a day in. Tell your friends, share it on that. Uh, the, there's a post on our Facebook that you can share on your Facebook. Your friends can go vote. You can talk about it, and then we can all be one great big happy family talking about how bad you two
1: is. Oh yeah, they're, <laughs>
2: they're your favorite
1: too, huh? Weird.
2: Uh, oh, they're not my favorite. No, to, win, to win this thing. Oh no, they're not my favorite to they're win. They're not it. your favorite to win. And it. I'm I'm not going to tell you. But as the person that can sit back and see all the numbers, my favorite to win is—they're it, it, winning aggressively uh-huh. in their first round matchup—and it makes me very happy. Oh gosh! If you watch the bracket
1: release, you can probably figure out who I'm talking about. That's, that's awful. It's awful. You all should be ashamed of yourselves.
2: Nah, I think you're doing it just fine. But <laughs> okay, we need some—we need some creed love. So the, the creed lovers, I need you to go vote against us advancing and yes i have adopted creed as officially us
1: yeah you got to go find uh an affliction store or something and is there one of those around you an affliction be... store?
2: yeah you like you know this sells bro clothes uh well i mean you just have to go vote for motley Crue. okay the most famous <laughs> thing about motley crew it's all bad and has nothing to do with music <laughs> take from that what you will
0: wow
1: okay all right let's get weird
0: on the weird scale
1: there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's
0: Asheville. Let's get
1: weird, Asheville. A judgment Day has come for a woman who stole a whole bunch of money from a whole bunch of kids. This, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to hear that someone would steal $835,000 from a school. one of the things you just don't do what do we say don't do crimes don't do crimes don't do crimes now uh this person ends up getting a year in prison one year for stealing eight hundred and thirty five thousand dollars from the school the school was saint james catholic school in the la suburb of torrance and the accused now convicted and now sentenced is 80-year-old nun Mary Margaret Crooper, And she was stealing the $835,000 for paying off her gambling debts. <laughs> this is Jeremy's grandma got, got caught. She was hiding out in the nunnery and has been stealing money from the school for years, for 10 years, between 2008 and 2018, she stole $835,000 from this school and finally has been brought to justice. And this 80 year old nun's going to have to spend a year in prison and pay back the $835,000. Don't know how you do that. Don't do crimes. Just okay and if you have gambling debts that's
2: that's bad don't, i mean if you can't afford to lose it don't bet it
1: exactly <laughs> know when to stop before you start how's that How's that all work though by the way i mean and if she doesn't have eight hundred thirty five thousand dollars just sitting in the bank how the hell is she gonna pay all pay back all this money i mean i don't feel like you can make that much as a walmart greeter in torrance california but, i mean
2: that's a question for uh the police chief david zach not me right I've never gotten into that problem. No, and thankfully, and thankfully so. Mainly thankfully, I really so. like my thumbs. Wow! A zoo in Britain has a—they have a problem. They have a slew of endang- endangered species. Okay. Well, apparently the the females—it's mating season. So apparently the females are not wanting to do that. Don't know why. They're on strike. Maybe they're just—you know—I don't know. But they have a very interesting solution to this problem. They hired a Marvin Gay impersonator to visit the enclosure and croon love songs. Really? Setting the mood. I don't. I don't, I don't know that that's how that works.
1: Let's I, get I, it on. I'm gonna
2: assume that it's not. Like, I mean, like, do you really think that these animals are going? I mean, I get what they're trying to do.
1: Hey. The language of love knows no species. And I got this I love Marvin Gaye. I love Marvin Gaye too. But I don't necessarily know that it's going to work with endangered species. Mm. I don't know. If that doesn't work, then you can turn on some Barry White. If the Barry White doesn't work, uh maybe you can call the Dave Matthews cover band. That was
3: satellite. <laughs>
1: i don't know that seems like a really weird dave way to matthews? try to, I don't
2: that's know. a weird third choice i mean i i mean it wouldn't have been as weird if you'd said like slayer but dave matthews is a weird call right there <laughs>
1: that's a you're doing some angry things if you're listening that's, to the slayer i mean that's just i mean okay
2: dave matthews i don't think that would have been in my top 100 really no dave matthews is like easy listening great at like a wedding reception dinner
1: okay and
2: apparently we see dave matthew's I band don't, differently I don't, I don't. dave matthew's band in our most overrated band bracket which you
1: can go to the sportsocracy.com and vote on indeed indeed uh wow so yeah we'll see we'll, we'll see if that pays off for him i mean is this a thing that they have done before uh no and it worked apparently this or? was the idea of a new zookeeper.
2: Call him a zoologist. Is that really the word for that? Yeah, a zoologist. Yeah. So can you just put "ologist" on the end of anything? Pretty, okay. pretty much. Okay, I'm a beerologist. <laughs> a gamblingologist.
1: Wagerology.
2: That's too hard to say. The
1: School of Wagerology. That didn't. That not work for you. Okay. All right, uh, we we've got the coaching carousel continuing to turn. Uh, kudos to Jeremy yesterday for breaking the news before the bro- news broke on Dennis Allen getting the job with the uh, New Orleans Saints. Made all the sense in the world that you would stay inside the organization with all of the things that you have stacked against you as the New Orleans Saints.
2: Well, Eric Benamy was a legitimate candidate. What I was told is that he saw the plan and went, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him. Dennis Allen, though, very widely regarded around the NFL. And that's the thing. With New Orleans, you better be able to play good defense because your offense is bad. Oh, yeah. And that's taking the Alvin Kamara thing out of it. We don't talk about you know legal things. We're not lawyers and we're not judges. So let's say that resolves itself. You're still not good offensively. So, you know, I like the hire. You want to keep things in place because the defense is what you have going for
1: you. Right. Now the question is, who's going to run the offense? Um, somebody with very limited options. Um, it's, it's not going to be Eric B. Enemy though. No. Uh, he's going back to Kansas City. I saw an article this morning like, what will B. Eric B. Enemy do? Will he leave and go take another job somewhere else? He's been in this job for five years and hasn't gotten higher. I mean, do you think that moving away from the Kansas City Chiefs and the success that they've had is going to do him any favors? I mean, it possibly could because one of the knocks on him has been he's not the play caller, and he's the play, play caller. Mm-hmm. So if he takes over the play calling role for somebody else, maybe that could help him. But is that a risk that you would be willing to take? Well, I mean, no. I firmly believe that Eric Bannemi could have
2: this job if he wanted it. Mm-hmm. I, and that's just what I have heard and me spitballing. Because they they kept this around for if you remember I said Dennis Allen was getting this job within an hour of Sean Payton stepping down I remember because that's the first thing I got told
3: mm-hmm.
2: was this is Dennis Allen's job if he wants it then they warmed up Derek Bynum brought him in and I just don't think he at this point if you're him, why right I, th- I think that's the thing that's really underrated in talk about some of these high level coordinators at Byron Leftwich is a perfect example he could have had the Jaguars job. I there's not an opinion. I know that definitively. Yes. They didn't want it under the circumstances that they gave him. And I'll be honest with you, I don't blame him. Now that Tom's gone, you can go back to to Jackson or to uh Tampa Bay with the weapons you have. You're going to be able to put together a cognitive offense. And then you don't have the well you only did it with Tom. Excuse. Right. Makes all the sense in the world. If I'm a coordinator and I have one of these one of these high-level jobs, the enemy in kansas city i'm not just taking anything i'm going to choose i'm going to pick and choose what i want right i mean just look at dennis allen's a perfect example of this do you realize how long he's been a coordinator it's been a while i mean he's, been, he he's been
1: new orleans's coordinator for six years
2: well he got a shot as a head coach with the raiders that was eight years ago
3: mm-hmm.
2: he's been with the saints since yeah. he was a senior defensive assistant uh, and, and then he was the coordinator since. It, so this would this was his seventh year as the defensive coordinator. Okay. I, I know how widely regarded this guy is. He could have had other jobs if he wanted them. Mm-hmm. He's still only forty nine years old. Right. He sat around and waited this job. Waited for this job. This is, this is where he's comfortable.
1: And I don't blame him. I mean, if I was if I was a, an assistant in the NFL, I would be doing the exact same thing. I get we want answers now, and we, we want all of this to pan out the way that we want it, regardless of you know, where you stand on the coaching situation around the league. But why would some of these coordinators take these jobs? Why would you want to be the sacrificial lamb? I don't. I want to go to a team that's got a shot to win. I'm not taking a job just to take a job. Right. And that's
2: that, that's what I think a lot of people struggle to understand.
1: I think that's what a lot of people believe. A lot of people believe that it's better to be a head coach for a bad team than it is to be a really good coordinator with a really good team. And I can tell you right now, the
2: narrative around the league is that's not true. No. Because if it goes really badly, Josh McDaniels, perfect example. Mm-hmm. The stink of, Dan- of Denver lasted for 10 years. He had interviewed a few times in terms of getting to the offer stage. Happened one time mm-hmm. with Indianapolis, and he looked at it with no quarterback, with, with not having a quarterback in the building, and backed out. Yep, and went, "Nope, can't do that. Can't go Tim Tebow to Jacoby Brissett, or I don't remember who else was on that roster at the time. Nope, can't do it. Right, could have done it with Andrew Luck. Can't do it now. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the sense in the world to me. That's why I never understood why Houston would fire David Culley. You're going to go through the same exact problem that you had a year ago. Nobody won't take this. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville, same thing. I've heard people revere the Doug Peterson hire. No, he was the guy that said yes. From what I've been told, and if you've listened to the show for any period of time, you know that Florida is somewhere that I'm reasonably well connected. Mm -hmm. He was, at best, their fourth choice. Oh, but he was the first one to interview? Yeah, because he was unemployed.
3: Right,
1: you you can't interview employed coaches during the season. Yeah, and I'm not really sure that you could. uh, You you could have an you know an advertisement for an open job like that, and not at least give the the invitation to interview to a guy who's won a Super Bowl already. Doug Peterson coming to the Jacksonville Jaguars to me, it makes this situation seem a little better.
2: But even think, all right. So think about a guy like bill o'brien mm-hmm. bill o'brien's a college offensive coordinator money is i mean he i'm sure he does fine yeah it's nowhere in the ballpark of head coach money he looked at jacksonville and went no 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 i will take a college job a year from now and hope i can get back to, into the league
1: yeah because he knows he's not getting another shot he, would, exactly. he wouldn't get another shot if he went to Jacksonville and it stunk on ice for four years. The number
2: of coaches that got a third shot where neither of the first two went well is very sparse.
1: Of course. And why would you expect – you know, why would you take the job? Why would you want the job? And on the other side of it, I mean, you you hire the best guy available. and that's And that's what I feel like Jacksonville did. I feel like Doug Peterson was the best guy that would take – Okay. Not the best guy available because Byron left which was that guy. But he was the best guy to take the job. Right. He was the one that said yes. That's that's why I phrased it that way.
2: Right. And now I mean I'm sure there's plenty of guys that would have said yes. If they'd offered it to me, I might have said yes. I didn't have a whole lot of other options.
1: See, Byron just absolutely refused to work with Trent balky And he's not the only one. No. He's not. Uh and I feel like Doug was about to say no. And then he got them to agree to add more staff there was
2: certainly a concession yeah
1: you put more buffer around between me and Trent and I'll come take your job that's why they're they're hiring an executive vice president of football operations and they're hiring an assistant GM he's brought in Mike McCoy now to be the offensive coordinator under him so you've got you know you're building guys there who have an idea of how it's supposed to work, and maybe with a little bit more buffer and not just having that bare bones of, it's me, it's Trent, and it's Shad. We need more voices in the room to tell y'all that y'all are dumb. Now,
2: <laughs> that's now how I you read want, it. If you want to see a coach that's doing it the right way, uh, look at Brian Daybol's staff with the Giants. Yep. I can't tell you this is going to work. I can tell you if it does work, it's not going to be because of a first-time offensive coordinator.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That staff is incredibly yep. good. He just brought in Wink Martindale to be the defensive coordinator, so immediately your defense gets upgraded. Just because Wink's in the room. And say I don't agree with you. I think that's a
2: that's a dead level higher. Okay. Patrick Graham's a high level defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. The Ra- the Raiders got a find in Patrick Graham. I would argue the Colts are the ones that got kind of whoops. You got Gus Bradley, who's good. Right. He's good. But there were a lot of high-level defensive guys moving around, and the Colts were like, hey, hey. You remember that guy that typhooned the team in the division? That's what we got.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, And and who was the offensive coordinator under Day Kafka. Oh, no, that's Kafka. right, Mike Kafka. That is a great staff. Mm-hmm. But this is how turnarounds are built you have to put the right guys in the right positions
2: and have two uh, top seven picks
1: and have two top seven picks that never hurts yeah tomorrow
2: you will get to see uh who those two top seven picks
1: are right um also we we meant to mention this yesterday but we but we didn't if you haven't seen it yet rich basaccia he got a job and he probably got the one job in the league that he was needed the most at i would love to know how much money they offered him
2: rich our special teams are terrible come fix it (laughs)
1: He's going to be the new special teams coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, who became the first team in – was it of all time? First team of all time to have a field goal and a and a pump blocked in a playoff game? I think I read that stat. I, that's, that that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. If they weren't the first, they were like the first in eons not to have that happen – or to have that happen to them. Uh, but Rich Bisacci getting the job with the Green Bay Packers – I feel like that's, uh, you know, that was the one thing that they needed to fix, and they got the best one out there a guy who's got head coaching experience and everybody loves. And you got Bill. Old Bill Belichick. He just, look, if you leave the nest, birdies, and it doesn't go well, you can always come back. You can always come back and crash on my couch. You can have Joe Judge as an offensive assistant. <laughs> right. Ooh. Just like Matt Patricia did. When old Pat Matricia lost his job with the Detroit Lions, he came crawling back to Bill, and looks like former Giants head coach Joe Judge doing exactly the same.
2: You know, if there was any other head coach in the league that went, I am not going to hire coordinators, they would be laughed out of the building. Uh huh. I've never understood why Bill gets that pass. Super Bowls, I uh, guess. It was all with Tom. Okay, they were all with Tom. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. No, Josh McDaniels leave. Not hiring an offensive coordinator. I'll bring in offensive assistants, and I'll wear my hoodie, and I'll be angry in press conferences. <laughs>
1: I'll be like a a real life Sith Lord, just sitting here on the sidelines. And
2: I have Gerard Mayo and my weird mulleted son coordinate the defense. Ugh, Steve Belichick. Num, 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 num. Oh, don't
1: do that. That's what's that's, that's what, what I know. Steve that's what does. he does, but you should not. hey i got this for you steve belichick he could be a head coach in this league he could be a head coach of the west virginia mullets (laughs) uh any other coaching hires that we haven't touched on i think i think we hit them all all right it's time to put five on it jeremy put your money where your mouth is let's hear it.
2: it it's a pretty easy day to figure out uh i got 50 on it I already told you Minnesota-Sacramento is going to be poopy. What happens when starters go away? You have to play backups. What do backups almost invariably do? Get blown out for one, can't score for two. I have 50 on it under 232 between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Sacramento Kings. I've also got 50 on it under the 226 between the Indiana Pacers and the Atlanta Hawks. After looking at that lineup, the Hawks might be at 30 at halftime. The only fear I have that that goes over is if Atlanta scores a buck 40. Because I do not see any way what Indiana is throwing out there is going to score over 100 points. Now, if you're playing DFS in the NBA, probably a good night to play Chris Duarte because his usage rate is going to be rather high. Finally, I got 25 on it. LSU takes on Texas A&M. This is one of those where odds makers haven't been paying enough attention. These two teams have been scoring drastically more points in the last few weeks. It's burned me once on each side. Not going to burn me tonight. I got 25 on it. Over 133 between the LSU Tigers and the Texas A&M Aggies.
1: All right, and you're only down 10 bucks. Started out the year with $500. Hey, we've, we've spun
2: around in yep. circles. I need a good night. Go need to go 3-0 and tonight.
1: Let's do it. You take all those wagers over to BetUs.com. BetUS.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY and get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. BetUS.com. Promo code SPORTSOCRACY. When we come back... Jeremy, are you cooking up a good one today? I am. I'm, I'm a little feisty. Oh, he's a little feisty. Jeremy's going to be mad when we come back.
4: Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll, egg, and cheese or house cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Andersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday.
0: At Ingles, we know the ever-present struggle of, what am I going to make for dinner this week? That's why we started The Ingles Table. It's a website that brings the best chefs and food experts right into your kitchen. You can sort through hundreds of recipes for every occasion, watch how-to videos, and print shopping lists to take to the store. It's all waiting for you at ingles-markets.com. Ingles, low prices, low prices love the savings
3: Dirty purchase shark Back flat
1: I am as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore Shark attack flat still a Let the hate
0: flow through you you
2: can chalk this up to the, why won't you just go away? <laughs> Tom Dude. Brady went on the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray, and this is his quote. I'm just going to take things as they come. I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think you know anything. You never say never. Never. At the same time, I know that I feel very good about my decision, but I don't know how I'll feel six months from now. Why do you have to do that? And I'm not even saying this as a fan. I'm saying this as somebody that does this, because I know exactly what that comment's going to do. If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, Russell Wilson leaves Seattle, any quarterback moves on a team that was good, or Tampa Bay, this is going to come up. Every single time we talk about what's going Tom knows he's done. Yeah. I said this from the jump. Tom would never come out and say this if he was ever going to come back. Why could you not just leave well enough alone? We were all starting to get better. The sun was shining brighter and the birds were chirping louder. Why can't you just go away? <laughs> <My man.
1: laughs> when I saw that this morning, I went, I rolled my eyes first because, of course, is being debated like it's a serious thing. And second off, I knew that was going to be your reaction. Oh God! Was, Why won't you go just, away?
2: Okay, just be done with it.
1: Tom Brady will not have. Will will, will will probably never have to enter your TV box in a uniform again. And, and I'm you can so take, excited about that. You can take solace in that. You can take solace in that. Today, by the way, is the one year anniversary of our celebration here in the sportsocracy of tom brady's last super bowl championship and that's a memory that we'll always have to share together which means this is
2: the last day you can celebrate that because you're no longer super bowl champions trophy goes away today
1: not today yeah, it goes away today it, do- it yeah. doesn't go away until sunday yeah, it goes away today no it's uh, no more <laughs> it's already said and done yep. you're not gonna let me have yep. it nope. anymore
2: nope super bowl week last day
1: oh reigning champions just for a few more hours then i guess yep.
2: it gets vacated tonight 12 o'clock the super bowl is officially unclaimed <laughs> is there until in- sunday is there
1: an interim title uh, is there a nope is this like just boxing or, or or mma tbd to be determined whether it will be joe
2: burr or
1: matthew stafford yep yep uh all right well uh we got the third hour coming up the happy hour only available on the youtube channel you can go to the sportsocracy.com and click on the live video link subscribe to the channel so you know every time that we are live and today jeremy's going to give us his top 13 it's a top 13 tuesday top 13 offensive tackles in the 2022 nfl draft
2: a lot of movement in this list after the senior bowl there were several of these guys there and I had to be careful because this is how I grade them. So there's no Ica McWano. He goes with the guards because that's how I evaluate him. There are a series of other guys. That, well, Where are they? Because I've seen them as a guard. So, and there'll be some names, some deep diving names. If you're one of the slew of
1: teams that could use a tackle in this draft, that is rather bereft of them. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of uh, teams that need tackles. And only uh, only a couple of guys that Jeremy believes can play at a high level in the nfl
2: uh if you're big into mock drafts the afc east the jets dolphins new england patriots and buffalo bills are live on our youtube page the nfc east will go up tomorrow uh and then we will do one division a day uh going forward well two divisions a day it'll yep. be the all the easts all the uh, let's see east south west north yep
1: struggled to go around the compass there <laughs> uh we'll have all those coming out for you seven round mock drafts post senior bowl it'll be the first time so you do three of these is that right i do three there's one uh there's this one that's post senior bowl
2: then we do one after free agency when it's all died down and then i will release one the
1: day before and of the draft mm-hmm. so uh we will have all of your draft coverage right here in the sportsocracy uh if you know if if you're not doing anything You join us over on the YouTube stream for the uh, for the happy hour. Uh, If not, enjoy all of the uh, sports viewing tonight. We got NBA basketball, we got uh, college basketball, we still got the Winter Olympics. You missed a heck of a run by uh, Eileen Gu yesterday in the uh, in in the women's skiing. Had a lot of fun watching that last night. And uh, oh, this this just came across the wire: NASCAR TV ratings for the Clash three and a half million people. That's that's something that's, next to those NFL numbers? Uh yeah, the 100 million uh, 50 yeah. million average. Yeah, actually but it was
2: still good for NASCAR.
1: Oh, it was absolutely good for NASCAR and that's the most watched clash that we've had since 2016. That's an impressive number for a race that doesn't count. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed it does not count, but it was uh, it, I think it counted for everybody who tuned in because everybody was thrilled with it, and who knows? This could be a little bit of a bump. The caveat to that uh, most viewers since 2016 thing, yeah, it's also the first time since 2016 it's on been on network television. So you, you got that to go on as well. Third hour is coming up next, com. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 on ESPN Asheville.